Welcome to Housing Developments. I'm Jerry Howard. And I'm Jim Tobin. Welcome. Well, Jim, thanks for taking the time off of what's a very busy week for both of us. We're in the midst of the NHB winter leadership meetings. And uh, I, I think the meetings are going as well as they can. Again, virtual. Um, I have to tell you, it really occurred to me more this meeting than any of the other virtual meetings, uh, how much I miss the interaction with the members. And, and I think the business that I get done walking to and from the structured meetings, bumping into people, uh, going out for a cocktail, meeting people in the gym and talking to them um, is every bit as important as the structured meetings. And it just doesn't get done as effectively virtually. Yeah, you said there's so much business that gets done in those hallways, uh, either because members don't sit on the committees, they missed a meeting, uh, or they just want to grab you aside and ask your personal opinion on something. Uh, that's, you know, I, I know we we talk about NHB, obviously, you have the business side of it, but the social aspect of our membership is so important. And, and, and you know, these meetings are exhausting. There, there's, 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 I, as much as it's great to see everybody, there, nothing replaces having a cocktail on the screen uh, better than having a cocktail in person. So I'm with you. Um, I'm ready to get back together. Hopefully, uh, Springboard gives us that opportunity uh, when uh, if, if we can get D.C. opened up. Yeah, I wish we could. Um, I just don't see uh, that much certainty there yet. The, no. the, the vaccination process is bogging down globally for that matter. Yeah. And uh, it, I, I'm, I'm hopeful, uh, but not optimistic. And I got to tell you, if I had to, I'll sacrifice the spring meeting, uh, even the fall meeting. Uh, we really need to have an IBS live in 22. Uh, financially, uh, I think we're going to do a great job and we're going to be able to weather this storm. But I'd really like to get back to a normal IBS in 22. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's always a long week for everybody that's there, but 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 well worthwhile, like you said, both financially, but I just think from the health of the mental health of the association, we need to get back to Orlando next year. And, and you know, you mentioned IBSX. Uh, I know we do on, on every podcast, but 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 congratulations to you, uh, John McGeary and, and, and Jeff Cassidy's teams for, for really knocking IBSX out of the park. Uh, it, it's going to be a great meeting in a couple of weeks. Uh, I think our exhibitor is excited. I know that uh, registration is is really starting to pick up as people get closer to it. But congratulations to you on really pulling a uh, you know a rabbit out of the hat here with this. Well, you know, Jim, it, part of this is it, it is a reaction to the COVID crisis. Part of it is uh, an effort that we undertook even before the COVID crisis started, and that was an assessment of the future of trade shows. Uh, the Budget Committee, in its wisdom, uh, gave us a pot of money uh, to examine the trade show as it currently stands and as it w is evolving. And part of that evolution is to a virtual trade show. Yeah. And we've seen that in spades as we've moved into IBSX. Now, there are a lot of people that are going to be attending IBSX who would have come to Orlando and would have enjoyed the Orlando experience as much as you and I would, which is to say it's a lot better than IBSX. But there are attendees and exhibitors that neither would have attended Orlando or have attended any other IBS. And that opens up a potential pool of customers for us, both on the exhibit side 
and on the attendee side that can really help NHB financially going forward. So, you know, they say from every dark cloud, there's a silver lining. I think this is it. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I know, you know, you and I have talked, uh, you know, I've heard heard you talk, but we've talked privately. Uh, you know, what, what are the, the future of trade shows? It seems like every decade someone asked that same question. In a lot of ways, what you're doing now by baptism by fire is is serving to, to hopefully uh, future proof IBS and that that important meeting and, and, and function uh, that we have in that relationship between our builders and our and our uh, our suppliers. So uh, kudos to you and the team. It's uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, let's shift gears a little bit back to what uh, is your and my and forte, and that's politics and policy. Uh, uh, Jenny Yellen has been confirmed as the Treasury Secretary, so that's done. Yep. I think, uh, as we've talked about on this show before, uh, that's a positive step for NHB. She understands housing. She understands the importance of uh, the flow of capital uh, through the housing markets into the economy as a whole. And, and I think that's a, a good, safe pick for us. Uh, Gina Raimondo is having her hearing as we speak, I think. We're looking forward to that. Uh, I think something that's really got me on edge, though, and it's got me nervous uh, is uh, the press conference yesterday uh, by Senator Kerry, the former Senator Kerry, who is now the climate change and environmental guru, czar, whatever you want to call it. And some of the statements that he made um, about uh, shifting our economy away from fossil fuels uh, and other environmental protection uh, extremes. I think uh, our members need to sit up and take note and what that will mean for resiliency, uh, potentially for the long fight that we've had over federal energy and other federal building uh, codes. Uh, and I think we've got to be really, really on our toes. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I agree 100 percent. I think whether it's uh, about the electrification of of, of America, uh, which which has real impacts on housing affordability as, as we move away from the options of natural gas or, or other fossil fuels to uh, either power or you know our cooks, our cooktops, our ovens, our hot water heaters. Uh, but a, a real this has a is going to have lasting effects on us. I think. I think everybody understands that we, we we need to kind of look to the future and and uh, but but by the same token, I think our economy stands to uh, to really take a hit here. You know, we, we are relying on fossil fuels in, in, in many of our industries, and, um, and and you know as much as everybody pledges to, to create more jobs out of this, that's a that's a hard transition. And I'd rather hear uh, Secretary Kerry or, or President Biden talk more about uh, kind of a, 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 a slow changeover and about you know, kind of an all of the above strategy. Instead, it's uh, it's it's uh, pedal to the floor on on this and it's it's going to impact our, 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 our members and our customers. You know, uh, you know, that that's, you know, Jerry, you talk about uh, about about energy. Um, you know, let's let's talk about in, in codes. We, we've had a little bit of a, 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 a spotlight put on an HB in our relationship with ICC by by Congress. Uh, Con Chairman Frank Pallone of the Energy and Commerce Committee has uh, asked ICC about a relation, you know, our, our working relationship with ICC and the uh, and how we put together the the, the energy code. Um, you know, we're seeing more of this. We're getting it from the administration, and now we're getting it from Congress. Uh, like you said, we're it's it, we've got to, our members need to stand up and be aware of it. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, and uh, I think it's just part of the drumbeat now that the uh, the environmental extremists have 
control of both parties and uh, a favorable administration. Uh, they're going to utilize the press uh, to just put pressure on their agenda. Uh, it's it, it's an age old tactic and one that if we were on offense, we'd be using too. Yeah. So I don't, uh, I don't begrudge them it. Uh, in this instance, it is uh, <laughs> to use a phrase from the past, fake news. <laughs> right. I mean, to, to say that NHB had a secret agreement with the ICC, first of all, if we had come to an agreement with ICC, which we did, if we had issued a press release and called for a big press conference, NHB and ICC working together, no one would have cared. Right. There's right. no secret. And the second thing is, if you know Washington and I know you do. I'm reminded of the old quote uh, from uh, Benjamin Franklin that three people can keep a secret if two of them are dead. <laughs> There's right. no secret agreement here. No. There's an agreement between two interested parties on how to work together. I know that ICC has those agreements with other parties as well. That's right. So come on, Chairman Pallone, get a yeah, grip. No, that's right. There's and, and, if, and if the chairman wants to get into a conversation about housing affordability, uh, about how we build homes, uh, about our values, bring bring it on. I think I think we 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 interact with the codes where we should and as we should. We are experts. And we are the ones that that build to the codes. So yes, I think that ICC and 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 our our customers and the public at large benefit from the expertise of the members who sit on those committees and help formulate the codes in America. Full stop. You know what it does, Jim? Is it it it, it provides balance. It provides. A code process that not only looks to safety and environmental uh, protection and energy efficiency and resiliency, but it also takes into account one of the most important policy uh, components that that anyone has to deal with, and that is housing affordability. Right. And and to try and ignore that at a time when homelessness is at a high when people are paying more than a third of their income, which is the guideline for their rent or their mortgage, I think shows the extremism that our country's come to. That's right. That's right. And and we're going to stand against that extremism uh, because at the end of the day, like you said, it's about a housing affordability and making sure that everybody who wants to own a home has the ability to do that. And 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 you know, there's there's areas where we can do that, whether it's through tax policy, whether through direct spending, uh, but 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 even so, making sure that our our, our codes are uh, our balance is going to be really important moving forward. I agree with you. And you know that what I've been thinking about lately is, uh, and I'm not going to deny that during the Trump administration, we were the beneficiaries of this, but this ruling by executive order, yeah. uh, whether it's President Obama issuing executive orders in one direction, President Trump going back in the other direction, now President uh, Biden going back and even farther in the opposite direction uh, than, than, than President Obama, it creates nothing, nothing less than short-term dictatorships. The presidents, by the power of their pen, are making policy decisions. And why are they doing it? Because Congress is so polarized, they can't act. Yeah. This is a dangerous precedent. We're going down a bad path here. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, you've got a 50-50 Senate. You've got a super slim Democratic majority in the House. I, I think Joe Biden's agenda, uh, unless he's willing to reach across the aisle, but you you already saw it today after, after – uh, 
Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said, you know, we'll we'll try, but we're going to plow ahead forward. Everybody is looking to these next two years because they know they have got the majority for these next two years to try to jam as much through. So the same thing in the first part of President Trump term. So the first thing, it's the first, the same thing in the first part of President Obama's term. They overreach rather than trying to work across the aisle and sail down the middle, which is where I think housing always benefits from bipartisan down the middle policies, not the whipsawing from extremes on either side. Um, we're, they're going to overreach and then they're going to, the, the Democrats have a real chance of losing either the House or maybe even losing the Senate in, in two years. And then what do you have? Guess what? To your point, more executive orders. You know, I, I got to tell you, thanks for stepping in because I was starting to get a little emotional there. It, it is something that I think is worth noting, um, and I and I'll also say you and I have talked about it with the um, emergence of some of these moderate groups in in the Senate, the the gang of sixteen that's meeting, and in the in the in the House, the problem solvers. I think um, the future of our democracy really rests in the hands of people like that, and and, and we really we got to move forward. And you know, Jim, to that end. And uh, I got an interesting uh, unsolicited phone call uh, last Friday uh, from the incoming chairman of the Senate Banking Committee, Sherrod Brown, um, who you simply called. He, he and I know each other. You know that you and he and I met in his hideaway uh, in the Capitol a, a year or two ago. Great conversation. Real, he's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, and he he he. he and I talked about the agenda for the Senate Banking Committee uh, in this session of Congress. And he said, you know, he's still working on it. And my response to him was, well, let me, let me go back. He said he's still working on it. And then he said, you know, Jerry, if I could, I would change the name of the Senate Banking Committee to the Senate Banking and Housing Committee. And my response to him was, that is great to hear, Senator, because it has been since 1990, the Cranston-Gonzalez Act. A lot of people that work with us, Jim, weren't born when Cranston and Gonzalez were in the Senate and the House, respectively. But it was the Cranston-Gonzalez Act, which was the last holistic evaluation of our national housing policy. Just the changes in technology alone <laughs> would dictate a need for a reevaluation, let alone the changes in demographics, the changes in building demand, the changes in housing quality. Um, and so I'm really pleased that he seemed interested. And why don't you tell the listeners what you and your staff have done to follow up? Yeah, uh, to, to your point, it took, it took 30 years to get tax reform done finally in in, uh, in in 2017. So maybe maybe it's time for housing. Yeah, so so we've uh, we we've reached out to, uh, to to Senator Brown, Chairman Brown's office, uh, and, and started planting the seeds for uh, for for after your conversation about a, a broader based. Uh, housing policy and and whether it's GSC reform, FHA reform, HUD reform, uh, tax policy that deals with housing, you know, uh, to, to 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 for Chairman Brown uh, to make a mark on on housing policy, you know, like you said, really put the housing back in in the, in, in the banking committee. Uh, you know, we're hopeful that uh, we'll be able to get him on for a future it's a future podcast with us uh, to, to talk about his vision. But uh, but I, I'm excited uh, in 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 it. Just that conversation alone, I think, gives me a little bit of hope, a little bit, that Congress may actually try, um, may actually try to, to do something here on, um, 
on on housing policy and actually maybe legislate. But again, well, proof is in the pudding. We'll see. We've been down this road before. We've went to Maxine Waters. Uh, we went to Chairman Brown at the time, Chairman Crapo, and had a conversation about GSD reform and, and legislating. To, so we have durable, lasting GSD reform rather than uh, our, our good friend, Mark Calabria uh, at, at FHFA. I, I, and we, he's, uh, he's doing what he can, but we need Congress to step in. I'm hopeful that Chairman Brown and your conversation is the start of that. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic. Let's just say I'm optimistic. So anyway, I know that uh, you're pressed for time. You got to get into the NHB regional caucuses, uh, as, as do I. But uh, I want to thank you again for taking the time out. And uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll have some uh, exciting guest speakers for the, for the show. Yeah. In the meantime, um, thank everybody for listening. And now, Jim, here comes your sales pitch. Ready? Go. If you haven't subscribed already, we ask you to subscribe and also ask your friends to sub- subscribe. This is, uh, again, Jerry and I, uh, we do this out of the, out of, out of the love in our hearts, but, uh, but we need, it's, it's also for subscribers like you. And I'm also going to put one more pitch in, uh, as Jerry and I talked to the top of this, we, uh, we, we are, uh, we can't wait to get back in person, but we've got to guard against the unfortunate uh, circumstances that that maybe we don't have a springboard, and you know that traditionally we get you all up on Capitol Hill and storm the hill for a day. And though heck, after the events of three weeks ago, I'm not sure we should use the word storm the hill anymore. Yeah, yeah, you better think a new one. Yeah, um, but we will. Uh, but we are going to do bringing housing home this year. We're going to ask our members uh, to either meet virtually or in person with Congress the week. Uh, uh, the first week of May, that's starting with Monday, May 3rd, the entire week, we're going to be promoting uh, our agenda on on virtual Capitol Hill, I guess it is. Um, so look for more information from us in the near future. But as you always have in the past, look forward to participating and carrying our message to the halls of Congress. That's exactly right. And in closing, I'd like to wish a speedy recovery to our friends, uh, Gary Garzinski, Bob Nielsen, yep. Tom Woods, uh, Mike Fink. Uh, a lot of our builder friends are under Chip the Dents. weather for various reasons. Chip Dents. Uh, a lot of our friends are under the weather this uh, this at this time, and uh, Jim and I are hoping for a speedy recovery. That's Look right. forward to having a cocktail with you guys in person sometime real soon. You're here. Uh, for now, I'm Jerry Howard, and I'm Jim Tobin. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.